Welcome back to another episode of the Balance of Sam podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. My name is Sam, if you don't know that already, and I'm going to be giving you mindset shifts to lose weight so you can become the most confident and unstoppable version of yourself in work and life. Seriously, I'm just going to be giving you doses of realness and reminders of how badass you already are. And so I'm really excited that you're spending time here and I appreciate you and love you so much. Now let's dive into the episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I'm so excited today. I've, there's so much energy in the air um, with me and my guests, which I'm so excited to introduce you to. Um, Keisha is on the other line and she is an entrepreneur and has the most insatiable energy. Like, I know I have energy, but this girl is like next level. I heard her on Angie Lee's podcast and I was like, I got to get this girl on my show. She is everything. Like I felt her energy vibing through the podcast. And so I want to welcome Keisha. Like you're amazing. And I'm so grateful that you are here today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here. We're going to talk about like some juicy stuff. We're going to give some tangible nuggets. Like if you're listening to this in the shower, throw your loofah in the air. We are doing the damn thing. I'm excited. So thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Um, I feel like we just like are dancing our way through this. Like I'm still into it. (laughs) So for everyone listening, like why don't you, can you share a little bit about like your story and what you even do right now and kind of how you've gotten to this place? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I am Keisha. I live in downtown San Diego with my fiance, Sina. We've been together for 11 years and our dog Lizzie. And, um, I have a podcast called empower her podcast. I also have a company that I just launched and I have a network marketing business. So I'm doing a lot of things now, but it did not start that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, about six years ago, I was working in downtown Seattle at a corporate job where I was in engineering, recruiting and it project management. So literally nothing like what I'm doing now. Um, Couldn't be more different. I was overseeing a team um, where the software development was done in China while I was working in downtown Seattle. So there was a nine hour time difference. I was working crazy hours. I was in a job where I felt like I had to work really freaking hard to prove that I belonged there, Mm. um, that I was smart enough, that I was capable enough. And I was one of the only women in the entire department. And most of the guys that I worked with were like 20 years older than me. So I couldn't be like "Ah!" all over the place. I had to be like a little bit more buttoned up. Um, And because of the intense like nature of my job working so often for in a job that I wasn't quite qualified for, um, I ended up putting my health and fitness goals on the back burner. And I'm sure like a lot of women listening to this can connect to that of like, when you're pouring into your career, sometimes the thing that goes first is your health and fitness. And so I um, stumbled upon a program called P90X, which was created by Beachbody. Yeah. Old school. (laughs) Cuff socks. P90X. Yes, um, all the jump lunges in the world. <laughs> yes. And I, um, so I decided to start doing that program because I had this gut feeling that I wanted something more. Um, but I, I didn't really know what more was. And I actually have always had like an entrepreneurial bug, but I didn't really understand. Like, I didn't think I was like really creative. I didn't have any like invention ideas. Like I didn't really understand like what I could do with yeah. this like desire to be an entrepreneur. So Instead of quitting a job that on paper made a ton of sense to me, I actually had great managers, great career trajectory. I made great income. I wasn't like super unhappy. I just felt like there was something more. Mm. So because I couldn't figure out what the more was, I decided to fix one thing that I could, um, you know, work on myself, which is where I always tell women now, I'm like, if you don't know what your thing is, or you feel a bit like stressed out, like always start with health because that's going to give you more clarity and confidence. And it's going to give you more energy to go pursue the things that you want to do. Um, which I know you can connect with that. So 
Um, so essentially I started there. I ended up falling in love with the convenience of the programs. And I ended up connecting with a woman on Instagram who ran accountability groups for women all across the country that were doing these types of fitness programs. Um, I joined one of her groups and then I decided this could be the thing for me that could add a lot of fulfillment in my life, helping other women on their health and fitness goals. And while I was working on mine, And I decided to build a business on the side doing that. Then fast forward a little bit, my fiance, now fiance, then boyfriend got into NYU dental school. And um, so I quit my job and we moved from Seattle to New York City, where I got my ultimate dream job working at Google. Oh my God. And that was in IT recruiting, but I was building this business on the side that I was really into, but it was a side thing. Like couldn't support us living in New York or anything like that. Yeah. And Google was like the ultimate dream. Like you get free almond butter packets when you work what? at Google. <laughs> like, I about, anything better. I know. I, it's it's amazing. Walk, like. <laughs> I mean, the, my manager was great. I had great, you know, career trajectory, but like the almond butter, like uh, get out of here. So yeah. anyway, I, um, I was still really passionate about this side business. So I poured into it like crazy. I treated it like a full-time, like six-figure business long before it was. I built it in the morning and after work, got super obsessed with it. Uh, Eventually got to the point where it was like an opportunity cost situation. Mm -hmm. So I actually, in this um, personal development space, there's a lot of people that preach like quit the job, you know, jump and then it will appear. I'm actually the opposite. Um, I waited until I was at a point in my, um, career path because I was supporting two people to living in downtown New York city, that it didn't make any sense for me to stay at my job because my, my side business was now to the point that it made sense for me to leave. So I built it to a six figure business on the side of a full-time job. Um, amazing. Then I left in April of 2015. Since then I built a large network marketing business for six years. And then I decided I got that gut feeling that I wanted more again. Um, so I launched a podcast about a year ago that I'm obsessed with. As you know, podcasting is so addicting. I love that someone can be like in the grocery store, like folding laundry or doing a workout or like driving to work, listening to us. And it just pumps me up. And then I launched just recently a brand new company called She Goes, where I developed an online personal development community and I just create tools to empower women to take action. So that's me in a nutshell now. I do a lot of dance parties on Instagram and I'm just excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, I can't. You are like literally like a golden retriever, like in human (laughs) form. And I fucking love it. Like you're just like, life is good and blah, 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 my fucking tail. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. So I love what you said, like kind of taking a step back and like dissecting everything you were talking about, like starting with health as like the thing. Right. And I talk about it as like the lens in which I serve, because Mm -hmm. when you start to build that confidence and like belief in yourself with your body, like just showing up for yourself at the gym or like showing up for yourself, Mm -hmm. eating a little bit healthier, it's like, you can physically see the change. Right. And sometimes that's the very thing you need to do in order to maybe like take the leap in your job or like take the leap in a relationship or like whatever. Um, How did you like, I guess from your perspective, like as you were in, in IT space and like totally, like totally different culture, how do you start making that leap? Like, so for the woman that's maybe like just starting or she's like, "Eh," like, what are some like tools maybe, or like questions that you have that like have can help people make that shift? Yes. Okay. So what just came to mind is kind of two different directions that I, I think could be helpful. One is in order to build confidence, I totally agree with you on the health aspect of it. And what's helped me is setting myself up to have small confidence deposits in my bucket. So I think we talk about confidence like you arrive at confidence, but in reality, just like you don't arrive at a six pack, like you don't just do one workout and you get a six pack, even though you totally check and see if you did. Um, (laughs) it's, It's like showing up consistently, keeping a promise to yourself. And I think exercise is a really awesome way to do that, no matter what your choice is. Um, But also, so is looking at your every single day and picking what are three things that can move the needle forward for me today so I can build confidence, right? Maybe that is exercise, but maybe that's getting a project done. Maybe that's putting yourself out there. Maybe that's, you know, connecting to someone new on social media. Maybe that's raising your hand in a meeting, whatever that is. Like what are three confidence things that you can do every single day to move the needle forward? They don't have to be massive, 
right? Um, and I do this with my to-do list. I call it cake and sprinkles where like I will look at my own to-do list. I look at the whole thing and I pick the three most important things that are going to move the needle forward. That's my cake. And I like to put the thing that takes the least amount of time on the top so I can get that quick confidence deposit. And then everything else is sprinkles on top. And it helps with managing stress and overwhelm. And it really does help you with building confidence like a freaking muscle where every single day it's another deposit. And then what happens when someone doesn't get your career transition or someone doesn't like your new business or someone doesn't like your new health journey or whatever it is that you're working on and they say a comment to you, you aren't completely taken aback by it and taking 800 million steps back because your confidence deposit was built with tiny little deposits over time. So yes, a little bit like think of like a bucket analogy, a little bit sloshes out out because we're humans, but it's not going to be completely empty because you've built it off of tiny little blocks, right? Tiny yeah. little deposits. I so, so that helps with like to-do list and with building confidence. And then as far as like getting clarity, if so to the woman that maybe doesn't know what she's doing yet, or like has a gut feeling that she wants more, first of all, I have so been there and it happens to me all the time where I'm like, oh, uh, and what helps most for me is paying attention. And when I say paying attention, just like what drains you mm. and what really lights you up and also savoring the stage that you're in right now, because often we want to be at that top podcast, that top business in that crazy, amazing marriage or with that, you know, really tight butt or whatever we're working towards, like with that blog. And in reality, the stage that you're in figuring out how to navigate that space so you can get excited about the process rather than what the process produces, I think is the freaking secret sauce because someone out there needs to see you navigate this season and figure out the tools that you need to develop. And that might actually end up being the thing that you turn into a business or helps you make a career transition is literally the stage that you're in right now. Like the gut feeling that you have that you want to make a change, that could be an opportunity in disguise. And we can't wish that away, right? We've got to like savor it while we're in it and think, what can I learn from this? How can I grow through this? What is this teaching me? Right. Oh, I love that. I think like shifting out of a space of like lack, right. And really just appreciating and being grateful for like those opportunities. I know for me, like when I was like, like one thing I know I, I was struggling with a while back was like morning routine. Yeah. What the fuck? Like I can't get out of bed and blah, blah, blah. And I realized like I was having that deep struggle so that I could then work through it, figure it out. I can get that shit together. Right. And like, Oh, now I can teach this. Now yes. it's something like a skill set I have to help people with. It's like your struggle becomes your strength and you get to like find an opportunity to like use it to help yep. other people. That's yep. like the most fulfilling shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is literally the key to fulfillment is contribution like that. Right. So it, what if you never had struggles? You would never have anything to contribute. Yeah, like, and, imagine, it'd be so fucking boring. No one would like take your advice. You'd be like, uh, you've had a great life. Like, shut up. <laughs> right? It's so true. It's so true. Oh my God. So I want to talk about, I love that you, you shared your like, okay, I, I didn't just say fuck it and like change jobs. Right. I yeah. like, I totally think there's a difference between saying like, fuck it and being reckless and like, just not giving a shit about risk. And like being smart about mitigating risk, right? Right. But like being smart about it. So like something mm-hmm. I practiced having like a fuck it fund, like yeah. and I did that when I transitioned. So for you, like, how did you know, like when you were quote unquote, like enough, like yeah. enough in order to make that leap? So for the right. one maybe making a transition or is like in this pivot space, how do you navigate the waters of like enough? Yeah. Ooh, that's such a good question. So I think it's two parts. One is what you just mentioned of risk, where some of us are really comfortable with risk and some of us are not. And um, I don't think that that's something that you can necessarily like, like you can train yourself to get more comfortable with doing things before you're ready. And that's a muscle that you can build. And you can train yourself that like when you stumble and you get back up, you're building resilience and that it starts to feel normal getting back up rather than it does staying down. You can train yourself for that, but some of us are just more prone to be a little bit more anxious about risk. And it takes a little bit of time to build. Mm -hmm. I actually am someone who's really comfortable with risk, but for me in my particular situation, 
my fiance was in dental school full time. And I was literally financially supporting both of us living in downtown New York city where literally you're, you have like a tiny 600 square foot apartment and it's like $3,000 a month to like have one window. So (laughs) it was crazy. Right. So I think first I would go inward and I would say like, get more self-aware because sometimes we think that we have to jump and, you know, have this whole, like the net will appear. You follow people on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever that say that stuff. But if you are someone who is so uncomfortable with risk that if you, you're going to come from this place of desperation in your new business that you're launching, then people are going to feel that. So what would be the harm in hustling your face off because like it is required work is required it doesn't have to feel like a grind every single day but it is required in order to get you where you want to go what about if you made a plan that you were comfortable with that you started to have money going aside to a separate account that you could really build this side business before you took that plunge right it's different if you're in an environment where it's like extremely toxic what are you waiting for get the hell out it's time to go right but if you're in a situation where like you can manage it and start to build something really fulfilling on the side, start to save that and set short term like goals for yourself that you can get excited about and feel like you're making progress with a bigger vision. Because in the big scope of things, it's better to come from a place of feeling confident than it is to come from a place of then going directly into scarcity and like desperation because people can feel that, like I said. So it depends on your an individual and how comfortable they are with risk, but also ask yourself if you're saying some freaking BS, because if you're, if you're just not willing to do it because you're afraid of failure or you're afraid of what like Sally two nine three on Instagram thinks of your new business or your career transition. (laughs) Yeah. I hope there's not a Sally two nine three. Like sometimes I mention her in my podcast. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even look her up. But point is, um, get, ask yourself some real honest questions. Like what is it that's actually holding me back? And often what I found is it's less about risk and it's more about a conversation that you need to have um, Mm -hmm. with someone that matters to you. So for example, I've mentored at this point, thousands of women building online network marketing businesses. And often they tell me like, I wish that my significant other would support me. This applies to anything, right? This applies to your new podcast. This applies to your career transition, whatever. And my next question back to them when they say that they don't think that they're getting the support that they want, which is holding them back from getting where they want to go is okay. Tell me about the conversation that you had with them. How did that conversation go when you told them why this really freaking matters to you? And they're like, oh, well, you know, Kish, like, I didn't really tell them, like, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you know, take that finger that you yeah. want to point at someone else, point it back at yourself and say, what can I own here? And someone listening to this right now is like, oh, shit, yes. you me out. And, Truth bomb. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's actually for this person, she's decided that she's not comfortable with risk and she's going to wait to do the safe thing. But in reality, your business isn't building or you're not comfortable with going back to school or leaving school or switching career paths or whatever, because you're just one conversation away. Mm. You're not a jump in the net will appear. You're literally a conversation of this matters to me. This is what support looks like. This matters to me. Can you help out with the kids so I can build this? This matters to me. So I don't need you to totally get it, but I need you to respect where I'm at. Right. And if you don't, I'm going to need to create some space, not because I don't love you, but because I respect myself and this dream that was put in me for a reason that I need to get out of my own damn way and do it. So I needed to have this conversation. Yes. Oh my God. I think it's like the power of asking, right? Like asking for what you want and what you need in that moment. I think, I I don't know. I've totally experienced like almost shame around that in the past of like, oh my God, like, no, I have to do this myself. Like I, I can't like rely on anyone or like, I can't ask for support. And I think especially like as as like society starts to become more accepting of women, especially in like entrepreneurial roles, right. And like growing and like taking up more space. It's like, oh no, like just because that's a new, new or a movement, right. Like, doesn't mean that we can't ask for help. It's not like all of a sudden, because there's this whole like expansion for women, it's like, we can still ask for help, Jesus, you know? And like, fuck, I just, I need some help. Or like, I need you to hear me in this conversation. And have you experienced that? Like in in a shift in yourself coming from that game to like, oh no, this is what I need. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of it is like, you, you led into it where 
I have this firm belief that if it's not being represented, but I've got this gut feeling, then I need to be the representation. And that's like a core fundamental belief for me. So I'm like, if, if I'm getting frustrated by lack of women feeling comfortable asking for help because they're trying to be super women and then they're burning themselves into the ground and their health and their relationships and everything that they care about is getting put on the back burner because they're people pleasing or because they're too afraid to ask for help. Instead of pointing my finger at those women and saying like, what's wrong with you? I can point my finger back at myself and I can say, how can I be an example and use my own life as a testimony of what I think feels even better? How can I be like this like excited golden retriever about the process yes. if I'm really damn annoyed about people focused on the end goal, right? How can I be comfortable saying, I have someone that helps clean my house and it's totally worth it because I'm not trying to be superwoman. I'm trying to change the freaking world. And for me, changing the world doesn't affect if I do my dishes or not, right? So yeah. it's like, I need to talk about that and I need to be the representation of it. And that has actually stemmed in a lot of the pivots that I've made in my career, especially in my entrepreneurial journey is I'm like, oh, I want this to be done this way. Wait, no one's doing that. Why do I have this gut feeling? I can either decide nobody's doing it that way. So like, oh, maybe there's not a need or I can decide I was gifted this vision. looks like I'm the person that's supposed to go make it happen. All I have to do now is get out of my own damn way. Amazing. Great. Let's go. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, that's like the story of everyone's life right now, I think is like, yeah. we are it, like, that's our tendency. Like natural default is like, get in your own way. Let's just like, how hard can we make this? Like, how can we sabotage here? You know? And it's like, it's so funny when you step back and you're like, wow, the only thing between me and what I want is me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. my fucking beliefs. Like, oh and my God. That, that's it. That is literally like your thoughts drive your behaviors, which drive your actions. Right. And I talk about this sometimes on the pod, on my podcast, but I think it's really powerful when we can just catch those thoughts. Like, I don't think the first one we're responsible for, like you wake up in the morning and you're tired, right? I'm sure like you have a ninja morning routine now, but like for me, when I wake up in the morning, I could feel tired. That could be my first thought, but I'm responsible for my second thought, which is when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm thinking about what am I excited about for today? And I'm literally priming my brain because I am responsible for catching those thoughts and making sure that they're serving me so I can then drive the behaviors and the actions that I need to take in my life to build a life that I love, right? But if you're tired, you're tired. But like, what is I'm tired going to do for you, right? Your, your self-confirming bias is going to kick in, look for all the evidence to prove why you're tired, and then you're going to feel more tired. That sucks. Yeah. So let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Or you just go downstairs and make some coffee and say like, I'm tired, but I'm going to fucking plug through this because yeah. I always plug through it and it's exactly. all fucking good. <laughs> yes. Always pulled through it. Preach. Oh my gosh. So, okay. This brings up a really like a, a great, I guess, shift into like the next topic, which would be like responsibility yeah. and like ownership. Like I love how you talk about on your podcast too, like owning your shit, right. And like stepping into either your purpose or st- just accepting where you are and yep. owning it and being like, okay, I'm here and that's okay. And that's what it is. And then making those next steps mm-hmm. for the person that right now is maybe in a victim space or not owning her shit or feeling like everything is to blame external of her. Um, yep. What are some tools or some questions maybe that you use with maybe your clients or even you use with yourself to get out of that space or to start shifting into more of the ownership and like abundance space. Yes. I think I'm really big on simplicity of everything in general. And I have yet to ever feel stuck or feel in victim mentality when I'm taking action because action in itself brings clarity, right? And it brings like when you're sitting in it and you're sitting in this like analysis paralysis and you're feeling stuck and you're feeling victim, your brain is literally looking for evidence to prove that to be true, right? You're looking for that person that doesn't support you. You're looking for why you can't fit it into your schedule. You're looking why your boss is so frustrating. But in reality, the only thing that you actually can control is your thoughts and your actions. So what is the next thing that you can do to take action right now that's going to get you one step closer? And so what I would actually do would be sit down, and come up with the next three tiny little things that I can do. And I'm going to do something right away. And if your goal is, um, if your goal is big, right? 
for example, let's use a marathon. Okay. So maybe you feel stuck and you feel frustrated that you're not like getting closer to your goal and you're playing victim about like, Oh, I've so far I have to go. You're labeling the space between where you are now and where you want to go as overwhelming, as daunting, as just like, you're never going to get there. You feel like it so far. Very normal. If you're doing that, not serving you. So we got to label that space, something different. Um, but right now you cannot run a marathon tomorrow unless you're in like ridiculously good shape and like already trained, but you can in the next 24 hours do something that's going to get you closer to it. You can sign up for the marathon in the next 24 hours. So think about it this way, three steps that are the next three things that you can do to take actual action. You are not going to feel like you're a victim and like you're sitting in it in this like analysis paralysis, Debbie Downer state, if you're actually taking action and moving. And then apply if it's a big goal that you're working towards or something that's like a vision for yourself and you're sitting it and you're just like waiting until you feel ready. Spoiler alert, you're never going to feel ready. And if you ever feel ready, you waited way too freaking long to start because someone needs to see you do it now when you're scared. Someone needs to see you plug in your mic on your podcast when you feel like you're sweating in all the weird places, your voice is super shaky, you want to poop your pants. Someone needs to see you do it now because you are going to represent to her what's possible and what showing up scared looks like. So first of all, if you waited till you're ready, girl, you're missing out on opportunities. So stop doing that. But what can you do in the next 24 hours from now that you're listening to this podcast to tomorrow when you're listening to this pot or, you know, listen to this podcast again, whatever that's going to get you to this podcast five times this week until yeah. you listen, your listen to, and then leave a review. No, yeah. but, for, <laughs> but for real, I think it's really important that you figure out what is the next thing I can do to take action and take action as quickly as possible. The next part that I would put on the taking action would be getting accountability in mm-hmm. some regard. Whether that is someone that you love and know that you see all the time, or for me, how I started my podcast was I decided that I was going to start a podcast and then I posted on social media that I was going to start a podcast before I had a mic, before I had a name, before I had any idea how to start a podcast. And then I slid into people's DMs that were my dream podcast guests with video DMs and I asked them to be on my unnamed podcast. So I had ultimate accountability. One of them said yes. And I literally peed myself because <laughs> I was so excited and I also did not have a name. So, yes. or even know how to record. So how can you get accountability? I'm not saying you have to go to social media and say that you're going to do something, but call your freaking shot, put it out in the universe, but also get some accountability and don't get accountability from the person who's going to talk you out of it or tell you it's okay to wait until you're ready. Not that person. That person gets to know later. The person that's going to tell you like, go freaking right now. And if you don't have that person, slide into one of our DMs and we will go be that person to you. And we'll let's say, let's go, girl. We got go. <laughs> Ready? It's a fucking lie. I love that. Oh my God. Yes. And if you can't hear, Keisha's energy is just like, I mean, God, I can like touch it. It's literally like a thing. And so if you go into your fucking life and your goals with the energy, like I have shit to do, like create that urgency in your life. Because for me anyways, like, you know, talking about like a tool, a question is like, okay, what's going to happen if I don't do this? Am I going to be like in my bed at night? Like, oh my God, why am I so miserable? Like, no, like what is it costing you by not doing it? Because chances are like your life is not going to get better unless you do that thing that's weighing on your heart, weighing on your head. It all in the, all in all the places, all the sweaty places, you know, and it's like creating the urgency. Oh, and well, and Sam on that part too, it's like, if you are, so I hope that every single woman or the guys listening to this podcast is motivated enough to do it simply because they know how good it could get if they do it, or they know how bad it will get if they don't do it. Mm -hmm. But if you're not there yet, I would challenge you to also think of who is going to negatively be impacted if you don't do that thing on your heart and who could be positively impacted if you do. Pick a person that you actually love. Like I think about my unborn, like very unborn because I'm not even ready to have kids at all, but very unborn children. And I'm like, me showing up, building this business and this lifestyle and this marriage foundation with their, like their father, um, is going to benefit them so much. So it matters so freaking much that I show up for them because future me is so grateful. And these kids that aren't even born yet are grateful for the life that I've built for them. And I'm not willing to let them down. 
Yes. That is, that is so huge, dude. Like, I mean, I think me and my, in my present relationship, that is something that I've only started realizing. Like, I'm not just doing this for me. Actually, it's not about me. It's not about me at all. And like, when you let that, that ego almost like go and be like, no, like I have shit to do on this earth, whatever that thing is, right? Like whatever you feel called to do, it's like, it's not because of you. It's because you have people to serve. Like it's because you have a message to share or you have a way to show up. And I I think like, I think something, a shift for me, like it's only happened maybe in the past like six months to a year is like, oh my God, Sam, it's not about you. Like, you know, like, did your parents ever say that to you? Like when you were growing up, like, yep, the world doesn't revolve around you. Yes. Yes, it does, bitch. And and then now I'm like, oh wait, they were so right. (laughs) Like there's so much value that you could be providing and by you not showing up and by you not doing the thing that's so selfish and like thinking about the other people in your life that it could benefit or the other people in your life that are currently not getting what they need because they're over there having a fucking pity party. So true. And that's where I've done a lot of public speaking in my career. And when I have people that ask me questions about that, I'm like, Oh, the reason that I don't get as nervous is because number one, I label that physical reaction in my body as excitement instead of fear, since it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like, it's actually not really about me and what they think about me. It's what I can provide to them. And whenever I'm thinking about the audience or I'm thinking even this would go for anyone who's building a business on social media, who's worried about what someone thinks about their Instagram post. Like it's actually not even about you. It's literally about what value you can add to someone else's life. So when you're coming from that lens where you're just paying it forward, you're going to find that fear also diminishes itself, which is so powerful, you know? For sure. Would you mind talking a little bit about um, maybe some fear that you may be experiencing right now in your life or like where you are resistant towards Mm -hmm. doing something you want to do? Yeah, for sure. So um, like I mentioned, I actually started my first business back in January of 2014 in network marketing and saw a lot of success in that business. And I'm so grateful for still have it, not my active focus anymore, but now I'm back to square one right? Like I'm starting a brand new company and I had to remind myself that you do not under any circumstances get to skip the beginning part. Oh my God. Yes. You never get to skip it no matter what success you've seen. So like to the woman that's maybe doing a career transition or learning something new that you've never done before, just because you've seen success in one thing doesn't mean that you're going to feel that way instantly in the next thing, because every single time that you start something new, you don't get to skip step one, which is you have to kind of suck a little bit and maybe not even suck a little bit, but doubt yourself so freaking much and wonder if you're capable. Mm -hmm. So that is the biggest thing for me is like, instead of like thinking it's not so much imposter syndrome of like, who do I think I am to do it? But it's more so like, Hey, you've got to build this little by little. How can you win today? And then stack the next day and then stack the next day because you're not going to start something and have it just freaking explode. And this is the most powerful like gift that I could give you if you are in the beginning stages of something. This stage is actually required so that you can handle it when you get to the next stage. Like I actually, I want to write a book one day, but I haven't not had enough failures to learn from that failure, to get feedback and more tools in my toolbox to write that book. So I need this stage of failing and navigating through these feelings associated to write the book or to speak on that stage or to build that business. Same rules apply with your company that you want to build. I want this company that I'm building to impact millions of people and it will for sure. But I can't handle that yet because I need to be able to handle the amount of eyes and ears and everything that's on me now and learn this stuff as I can build from there. So it's all required. It's all serving you. Life is working for you. You just have to really constantly reframe it. And it is not pretty. Anyone who tells you that it's pretty and rainbows and butterflies and happy little unicorns coming out of your butt every day to start something new, it's not. But what's the alternative? Like, You just sit in it and you wonder like, coulda, woulda, shoulda is what would have happened. Your life is exactly the same as it was a year ago. And you're pissed that you wasted a year that went by anyway. And you didn't do anything like no way. Yeah. It doesn't get easier the longer you wait, you know, like it gets fucking harder because you build all this like mental resistance and all the reasons and all the fucking excuses. And it's like, no girl, like your goals and dreams have to be bigger than that shit because Mm -hmm. you have shit to do. You know, like I love what you talked about, like 
the stage is being required, right? Like I had a, I had a project that I tried to launch and it failed. And then I tried to launch it again and it failed again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like this feeling of, oh my God, like what's going on? Like blah, blah, blah. And I realized I launched it again in a different way and it fucking blew up. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was teaching me patience. I wasn't ready for the thing. Like, and I was trying to like fit my success in this oh, I'm going to control the how and the, and all the details. And it was like, no, I just have to keep showing up and put it out there and let the how go. Right. And let the end result go and really focus on, like you said, like the little wins every fucking day, like just showing up, keeping the promises, like, and that space of what can I do now to get me closer to the goal? Even if it seems so far away, like it will work itself out if you trust. Yeah have that belief. And think of the benefit of you sharing that and being willing to share that. So to the woman listening to this, that's like, ah, I don't really know if I'm qualified. There's someone that has to see you in your exact situation. Be honest about the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like you launched something and it didn't work. And then you launched it again. And it was like, and then you launched it again. And now you have all of that experience that you can share with someone that also they get to learn from how willing you were to be brave and just go for it that they get to learn that that's what it looks like. And it's not always going to feel pretty, but it's going to work out. Yeah. It's so you powerful. Have an example of something that you've kind of recently experienced failure with or like, you know, falling back down and you're like, fuck, you know? Yeah. I've had, um, I've had a lot of failures in um, leadership that I've had to learn as I go. Um, especially in like thinking that people are motivated the same. This was one of the biggest lessons I learned in managing a team of like 4,000 entrepreneurs is not everybody is going to learn the same way as you. Not everyone is motivated the same way as you. And that seems like common sense, but is it common practice that if you're in a leadership role or if you're in a management role, that you're taking the time to understand how individuals are motivated. Mm -hmm. And I really sucked at that for a while because I didn't understand why, like if someone told me that they were going to do something, they didn't just do it because that's what I do. Um, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it. Like, but that's not how everyone's motivated. That's not how everyone's wired. But if I didn't have that failure of like really just like sucking as a leader for a little while, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the leader that I am now, which is one of my greatest skill sets. But also I wouldn't know what I didn't know that I can now teach on my podcast and through other programs that I create. So like I had to learn that back to your original point at the beginning of like, you have, to, you have to learn that stuff so you can actually share it with other people. So oh. every single time that I have failed, it's been like, okay, looking back, what could I have done differently? But also like, what did I learn that I'm so grateful that I would never have learned if I didn't go through that? And I think that can apply to every single season of your life. You can look back and you could say, I never would have thought I could have gotten through that, but look at me, I did. Or if I didn't have that failure, I wouldn't have learned that lesson. And look at what that lesson has done to me now. Let's freaking go, right? Yes, I love it. What do you think your biggest uh, failure and then now biggest strength is? I, I mean, I really do think it's around leadership and just, um, the times that I don't honor my gut, um, and just do it even before I feel like I'm qualified to do it. Those are the times that I'm like, what, why did I wait so long? Right. Mm -hmm. And now when I get a gut feeling that I want to do something, I'm literally taking action on it. So freaking quick to the point that I'm like launching a podcast before I have a podcast name, I'm starting a business before I know exactly how it's going to work. And I'm sharing in real time with my community what it's actually like behind the scenes. Um, so I, when I don't listen to my gut, it feels so freaking uncomfortable. And then I'm really pissed at myself. But if I listen to my gut and I just take action immediately, then I start to feel so much better. And I'm so excited about my life. So I failed by waiting too long to do things. And I refuse to do that now. And it's just transformed in this awesome entrepreneurial journey, but also just fulfilling life. Like I'm not waiting for permission for anything. I'm doing it. And if it looks really like sloppy or it doesn't go the way that I planned, then I'm learning something and I'm sharing what I learned. So it's all working, you know? Oh, I love that. How do you, how do you tune into your gut? Like how do you create that space to get clear on what you actually want? Yeah. So I, um, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning, I'm really, really good at paying attention and I actually take inventory on 
like good days, really good days. I hope the person listening to this has had a really amazing day recently. And if you haven't, I want to like jump through your phone and like hug you and tell you it's going to be okay. Um, but if you have had a really good day, what are the components that are repeatable that made that day good? Right. Looking at it from like an analytical lens and trying to actually build that into your everyday. So for me, one thing that really helps is I map out my priorities before my to-dos every single day. So like my workouts, my like girl time, uh, date night, the times that I'm going to listen to podcasts or personal growth for myself, my unplugged time where I'm not within an arm's length distance of my phone. I'm mapping my priorities out first. Then I'm going to layer onto that my actual to-dos. And on my calendar every single week is also when is the first time that you've done something for the, for, or when's the last time you've done something for the first time? Because often we feel stuck or like we don't have the clarity because we're repeating the same days over and over, which turn into the same weeks, same months, same years. And we wonder why we're not getting any new ideas. So my challenge to you, if you feel stuck to the listener is to actually open up your calendar and see, number one, are you doing the things that are required to make you happy? Like, are your priorities that you're giving lip service to, are they on your freaking calendar? And if they're not, what the hell are you doing? Let's go, girl. Okay. And I say that with so much love. That, and then the next thing would be, when did you go to a different workout class? When did you talk and meet up with a stranger who has a different career path? When did you message that woman on LinkedIn who is in a different career that you're thinking about switching to? Like, when did you listen to a podcast or have a new conversation, right? When are you doing things that you haven't done before to get different ideas? So you're not living this lukewarm life, repeating the same things over and over again. You're doing things that spice it up, like add a little granola to your yogurt. Yes. By doing it. Add that free almond butter, bitch. <laughs> yeah, get the almond butter in. So yeah, so taking inventory is one thing that I've been really good at doing is what made the good days good, what's repeatable, Am I mapping out my priorities before my to-dos? And then what am I adding onto my calendar that's something brand new to me to just continue to grow? I love that. Oh, all right. Well, I want to kind of like, you have given so many fucking golden nuggets. See, you are a golden retriever, like literally. Like <laughs> you guys, I can't wait for you to like dig in and like go stalk the shit out of Keisha and like listen to her podcast too. But like, so what is one thing that, um, what's a new thing that you've been doing like in, in spirit of like, kind of like when's the last time you've done something new? What's like uh, something new that you've been doing recently that's been like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, so I have- really been focused on developing an online, like a personal development community, which is part of um, this new company that I'm doing. So literally everything I'm doing feels new because yeah. I'm creating products in real time. Um, but I had actually told myself this story and someone's going to connect with this, um, that, so I, I love events and I love hugging people and I love like being around people in person. And I think there's a need for that for women, but I am engaged and I don't want to even plan a wedding to the guy that I've been dating for literally 11 years. Um, and I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't want to put on a big production of like a big event. I don't want to do something that's going to be massive and it's going to take so much time. Like I'm not interested in doing that right now. So yeah. I'll just wait and do events later when I have time for that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, that is such like skewed logic. Why would I have to wait to do a big event before I could do pop-up events? Yeah. So um, one of the things that we're doing that I'm getting excited about is like we're doing pop-up events with our personal development community, like all across the country. Whenever I'm speaking at events, I'm going to do it for local like people in that area, like coffee shops and wine bars and stuff like that. And why I say that is because if there is something for you that's listening to this, that you're blowing up in your head, that you're deciding you can only do it that way, is that the actual truth? Or are you just like making up some BS story that's not serving you? Because I love events and in-person connections. And yes, it is true. I do not want to put the time, resources, or money into a big event right now at this stage in my new company. But I love events. So what's a different way that I could do it and still get some of that feeling that I want for this community and for myself? Well, I need to do it a different way. So challenge yourself. If you are thinking about doing something big, you're like, I want to have this big blog. Could you start with an Instagram account and just starting to post and then taking some of that content and putting it onto a blog, right? Do you have to have the everything done with your graphics for your podcast? No, you can plug your freaking mic in or you can do it on your phone and you can launch your damn podcast next week, you know? So don't make things big. Just take the little steps.
Yes, I love that. Like, one of the questions I ask myself is, like, what would it be like if it was easy? Yes. You know? And it's, like, that's only, like, such a recent realization. I'm, like, I used to make things so fucking hard for myself. I thought it had to be this big production, like you're saying. And it's, like, yeah. no, like, it doesn't have to be, like, that fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, I started my podcast on my phone. And, like, I still yes. use such an easy, like, it's so it's like it doesn't have to be this complex like I gotta plug this mic into this thing and have this whole sound recording studio and like send out this space every time I want to make an episode it's like no just fucking use what you have and start what you have oh my god so so freeing it is it's like that lightness to like life and anything it's like what can I do with what I have you know like what if it was easy oh so good Yes. Um, okay. So as we wrap up here, like where can people find you? Um, tell us about all the things that you're doing and how they can connect you. You're so sweet. Um, I'm so happy that we're connected. I love this. It's so fun. Um, so my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. So if you check out this episode, tag us so we can hear. And I love to like, just hear people's feedback. I'm all always in my DMs doing that. And, uh, my podcast is called empower her podcast and it's a twice a week podcast too. So come check it out. Those are my two favorite things. Yes. So exciting. All right. So to wrap up, I'm going to ask you like some fun questions and then one kind of like bigger one, and then we can click end and go off on our very way. I love Uh, it. Okay, cool. So, uh, some fun stuff. So favorite food. Mm, I was going to say almond butter. Those, oh, you know, those, um, eating evolved dark chocolate, coconut butter cups with almond butter on top. That's my favorite. I mean, not my actual favorite food, but that's what I want right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. What's, what is the food you wish had no calories? Uh, wine, tequila. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I pizza, that. pizza. I think pizza. Okay, that was that's a lot of things. I'm clearly hungry right now. Pizza. Clearly, it's okay. We don't have to be decisive. We can have all the things. <laughs> um, favorite place traveled to? Cinque Terre in Italy. What? It's like where you can hike between the cities. Like you've probably seen murals of it. It's like the multicolored cities in Italy and you can hike between them. It's so cool. We went there, um, like five years ago and backpacked. It was so fun. Highly recommend it. That's so fun. I'm going to have to get the actual name spelling from you so that I can go there. (laughs) Yes. You need to go there. (laughs) Um, favorite new obsession lately. Um, so I have a mini trampoline in my office and in my living room and I'm really obsessed with like gifting them to people too. Cause they're 30 bucks on Amazon. Um, but I really think everybody should get a mini trampoline. That's one of my obsessions for sure. <laughs> jump on it like throughout the day. Like when I you did have- it before we go on the podcast. Yes! Oh my God. I fucking need that. I gotta get all this energy out. I- I, I blast Lizzo and jump on my mini trampoline. That's oh. like my secret sauce. <laughs> well, I would just going to ask you next, like, what's your favorite jam right now? Good, good as hell, Lizzo. Just classic. So good. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> um, favorite uh, podcast to listen to besides your own? I like, um, that's funny. I actually listen to a lot of like male, like I like brain stuff. Um, so I like Tom Bilyeu's impact theory. I love his interview style. Um, that's one of my very favorite podcasts. That's so funny. I listened to an episode from him this morning. Like, and I, yeah, it was with, uh, Joe Dispenza and I was like, yeah, brain stuff. See? Yeah. yeah, Psychology and all the brains. And also I like, cause his voice is so different than mine that like it's, and his thought process is so drastically different than me that I love to listen to podcasts, especially of like people that just think completely differently than I do. Cause it challenges my perspective. Yeah. I love that. Um, favorite book recently, a, a good read. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh so my God. good. That is and my then, favorite book in the entire world. I let, love that. Okay. Another book. I'll give you another one since oh. that's already your favorite. The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. Um, it's really sciencey. If you like sense sciencey books at all, um, that is such a good one. And The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Okay. I'm going to, I'll put these. I could literally just rattle off books for like two hours. So I'll stop. (laughs) Hours later. (laughs) Amazing. Um, and what is your like biggest message to the world? Like, what do you want the world to know? Yeah. I, I want people to take purpose driven action to build a life that they love. So the purpose would be figuring out like why it is that you want to do that thing that you want to do. 
and what's it going to take to stay driven because life is going to throw you curveballs. You're going to doubt yourself. Sally Sue 293 is going to have something to say about what you're doing with your life. And then girl, just like freaking take some action because I believe so much to my absolute core that you are not gifted the vision that you have for your life um, by accident. And it's not necessarily because you have everything that you need to do it right now, but you are gifted also the grit and desire to figure out how to make it come true if you get out of your own damn way. So I want everyone to live their own version of what their best life is, but it's going to require that you own your own shit and just go for it. So- I fucking love it. Everybody do the damn thing. Yes, I fucking want to just like dance and I, I'm jumping on my uh, bouncy ball because like, I got the medicine ball seat. So yes. I'm a trampoline right now. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my God. Thank you so much, girl, for being on here and sharing all of these golden nuggets. I'm so excited to share you with my audience. They're going to fucking eat you up. Oh my God. Uh, Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's been so fun. And I know we'll be doing something in the future. I can just feel it. The energy. Oh yes. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you again. And, um, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye girl. Bye. Oh my god, you guys, don't you just love Keisha's energy? She is incredible, and I think all of her golden nuggets are just such a reminder of like owning your shit and remembering that like you are responsible for all of the results in your life. As soon as you take action, that is when you gain clarity and you gain momentum. We have such a tendency to like get stuck in our own head, and I just want to give so much credit and love to Keisha for reminding us that right now you have the power. Like what can you do right now? Take that responsibility because you're the only one that can do it. You're the only one that can show up and make a change. And so I really hope that this episode has been super helpful. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do that. Give me some stars if you love it because your girl loves stars, you know, and go check out Keisha. She is so incredible on her Empower You podcast. I love you guys. I'm so grateful that you are here and you've spent time with us, hanging out, doing all the things. And if this episode was helpful, please screenshot it and tag us both. And we would love to hear from you. I hope you have an incredible day and we'll catch you on the next episode.